0: forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast thank you very much have a great day and enjoy the show
2: No purchase
1: necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Up! Some people might be asking why we didn't release a podcast after the North London Derby.
2: Mm, I'm asking the question.
0: Um, well, actually, to, 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 <laughs> the actual reason. The actual reason is we, we had a live... We, we did the Fight Cock Social during the game. And as you can imagine, it was at some points incredible. Amazing. And then at other points, terribly sad. Uh, the, the real reason why we didn't release a pod on Monday was that I forgot my recording equipment, and that's not... I, that's not a lie. Um, <laughs> Seems
2: it's, convenient. It,
0: well, I, I, I thought my dad was going to bring it, but um, uh, my nan, his mum, isn't very well, and uh, so he couldn't come. And uh, he, he was going to bring the recording equipment anyway. Uh, as it turned out, I didn't fuck it. The last thing I fucking wanted yeah. to do was talk about that game after it. Yeah, it's probably, probably for, for the best in hindsight. Yeah, uh, a, a couple of people messaging saying oh, we need your pod to to pick us up.
2: Yeah, like messaging the fine cock and that.
0: I'm like,
2: what do you say? Yeah, the thing is, I'm... Well, now I'm a little bit more involved in the pod. Um, it's, it's more difficult for me to say, but when I was just kind of a mere mortal listening, yeah, uh, I needed it. I always needed it. No, so it's kind f- of like, I just... F- fully appreciate that. Yeah. And, and I would have done it. We
0: would have done it. Um, except that we didn't have the equipment. And, <laughs> I, and it does sound like a cop-out. Yeah. Uh, and look, all I would say to that is that if you look back at our past, yeah. the pinecock cork hasn't missed anything. Yeah, it's true. We, we've, always, we've always been... Resp- Responsive, regardless of the situation um but it was a blessing for me because I didn't want to do it I didn't yeah. want to did not want to talk about that game no. after but we will we will um, we will tonight and, and and we'll go through a few things and figure out what it is uh, that, that, that went wrong and how we uh we respond yeah, from gonna, here because we are going to respond we're I mean, this isn't the end of the world no. I mean it felt like it on
2: 90 minutes I felt like this is the end of the world Yeah, there, there's nothing left John yeah I was just kind of looking for a hole just to throw myself into and just cover myself in dirt Big John Bass alright how are you doing I'm good mate you've I'm been like a couple of times on the pod now it's all good yeah it's my hat trick so yeah. oh, is it? I've got the hat trick ball I'm just waiting for the if there was a, ceremony at the end yeah great. if there was a
0: ball then you'd definitely get to keep yeah, it yeah which would be uh, great um,
2: you, you've got a, uh, a radio show on Pulse <laughs> Pulse88.co.uk. Okay, the number one for R&B and hip hop Is that right? Yeah. Uh, did I say that, or is it... I, I don't know if there's a legal requirement, but uh, you guess you can say I it. can say whatever you want, really. Yeah, no yes. can get it, Especially if you're in a situation where no one's listening. That's a good point, I which think.
0: may well be the case <laughs> with my show, yeah. You're doing a, to the show tonight, if people to listen yes. back to it
2: afterwards. Yeah, if they want to listen to the show, it is a basically what I describe as a real hip-hop show. So right. there's not really that much mumble rap on there. There's new stuff, but only with artists that are kind of lyrical, content-minded, and... Have you heard of Dax? Dax D A X. Yeah. Yes, but I couldn't tell you anything about him. He's like a YouTube rapper, but
3: he's oh,
0: right, okay. quite
2: good, decent. Yeah. Yeah, he's a bit beggy. Ah, okay. Trying to get attention from people, but right, he's okay. good. He, he is good. Okay. good. okay. Interesting. Um. So yeah. So I'm doing that this evening. Um. It's every Thursday, at eleven till one in the morning. There you go. Which makes Friday mornings a struggle. I know. Right. What it's time you done. got to be up for work? Uh. Well, usually I leave the house about eight o'clock. So, shit. Yeah. So, I mean, this is it, the grind for yeah, doing something hustle, you're
0: passionate man. about. This is the hustle, so. Um, we, we, this, this week, the Fighting Cop release day podcast, a uh, conversation I had with Mido. Yes. Um, which, when, when I was doing it, to be honest, when I was when when I, I met... So, so this came about because he was on Talksball, all right? And my brother, Joe, he said to me, Mido would be great to chat to. You. He's got bags of stories. Yeah. And I was like... How can I get to? How can I get to him? How can I get to him? And I happened to do some work through Bull Street, a place where I used to work. Uh, We we were producing a Mo Salah documentary, and someone I spoke to, and that was really well connected in Ah, uh, Egyptian football. And uh, I asked him basically, and within ten minutes, he got the friend of Mido's number and sent it to me. And amazing. And uh, I, I messaged me down. He's like, yeah, yeah, cool. Whenever you want. And I was like, fuck, what guy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, originally we were supposed to meet ne- near his house in Shoreditch, uh, at a cafe. And then he he changed it the next day because he c- he couldn't do the first day. Changed the next day, and it was at Lanesborough Hotel in, yeah. um, in in Knightsbridge. And if anyone hasn't been to that, and I, I hadn't, I'd yeah. never heard of it. I'm not of that. <laughs> cut from that cloth. I'm not cut from that cloth. Yeah, I absolutely am not. And yeah. I. I didn't know what I was walking into,
2: and yeah. what I was walking into was an, another world. Do you reckon when he got the call saying, do you want to do this, he had a little look at you, and he thought, right, what I'll do is I'll do it in a calf, and then he's had a look at you, done some research and gone, I'm going to put him out of his comfort zone here, and we'll go to the Lanesborough." Do you reckon that's what said?
0: Um I honestly think that he didn't think about me at all. Right. Uh, and Makes then sense. just got us to sit down.
2: I, I, yeah. yeah I can't, I can't. <laughs> because it's quite, all I mean is it's quite a switch, isn't it, from going, just, yeah, calf run. run well, no, me. He, so, he was doing some stuff with Sky... The day okay. bef- uh, that sort got of,
0: ten minutes before we met. Okay, so that's what it was. All right. Uh, but what I would say, he was very hospitable and uh, nice. And as I said at the beginning of the podcast, uh, you, you know, the intro to that interview, with Amido, um, he has an air of authority about him. Yeah. That I, that I don't tend to take kindly to generally. Yeah. But in that instance, I was just like a little mouse and going, "Hi, Amido."
2: Yeah. What, what, How was, you doing? what was great about listening to because I listened to it on the way to the game yesterday, is in my mind. He's sitting in, like, a big, like, Ames chair, smoking a massive cigar, which obviously he can't do. Yeah. Smoking a massive cigar with, like, whiskey on the rocks or something like that. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's just got people whispering in his ear every so often, and then they just scuttle off, like, There was no one else there. It was just <laughs> him,
0: and it, but it weren't far removed from that. I like, really? removed the cigar, removed the entourage, Yeah, and it was just him in a big chair. I had a big chair as well. Mm. I had exactly the same chair as him. Good. But, uh... It, it, I mean, it was it was an odd experience, but yeah. when I listened back to it, I was like, I'm pretty pleased about that. Oh, I because it he gave us some gold. The, the stuff about yeah. um, Daniel, Le- uh, sorry, Daniel Levy stuff about <laughs> Robbie, text, yeah. Robbie changing his <laughs> uh, uh, sort of texting Daniel Levy saying I want to leave this club and stuff like so that it was good. incredible. Uh, there's loads of stuff on there, so go back if you haven't listened to it. Look, it's going to be evergreen. You'll always be able to listen to that yeah. podcast. So if you if you if you want to go back and listen now, that's fine, and um, you'll get from it from the same as, as when it was released uh, Paul Robinson Barcelona yes. live show on Tuesday next week tickets now sold out no more tickets Bang. you can't get a ticket for that but what I would say to you everybody who's come in anyone who's bought a ticket be aware that this is very much an interview with Paul Robinson it's not like Arsenal where you turn up and um, you have a few beers before the game the the, the point of this originally yep. was, to, uh, was to interview Paul Robinson and get him to tell us all the stories that he's had about about um about Spurs. So, what I need everybody who who has bought tickets to either like, to turn up on time at 6:30. That'd be amazing. And tell anyone who you're coming with who isn't aware of the Fighting Cup podcast that this is happening. Obviously, we've got one of you know the legends in the last 15 years at Tottenham uh, coming and, and speaking to us. And um, it'd be a bit disrespectful if everyone's just chatting at the back. So it's going to be a bit of an awkward one. I need I need, I need everyone who, who's coming to yeah. come in and, and <laughs> some ground control. Yeah, just a little bit, mate. That would, that yeah. would be incredible. Um, it's, it's obviously backed by FansBet, our sponsor. Paul Robinson's an ambassador of FansBet, and uh, they're going to be having some people there talking to you. Uh, if you want to sign up for an account there, and then you can. Uh, they're doing some offers on the night uh, for the Barcelona game. So um, yeah, either you can. Take them up on that offer, or you can just sit back and listen to Paul Robinson tell great stories about being Spurs goalkeeper. Which yeah, is win-win. It is win-win. Everyone's a winner. Um, so, I suppose we better do it. Yeah. If we did a social, you were there. I was there. Mercy. We uh, we did it in Waterloo, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, great turnout, three hundred and fifty people.
2: Mate, it was it was great at half time. Yeah, it was amazing. Half time. It was incredible. Yeah. Uh, at two one, it was up there with one of my most fond moments. Just kind of supporting Spurs because yeah. it's. That's what's great about the social. If you've never been, is it's that bond of kind of like we can't go to the game, so let's all be together and kind of watch it and celebrate goals and enjoy that. Yeah, and and that moment of kind of Dyer's goal and then Kane's goal, regardless of what happened after that, they'll still be fond memories for me. And yeah, great. yeah. So I I agree one hundred
0: percent. And I went very early on on the fighting cock Twitter and posted <laughs> yeah. a picture of yeah. uh, Dyer's uh, pipe down, yeah. which. Uh, I haven't been able to look at it again, mm. actually, since the game. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you've got to get him. got to get him at every moment yeah. when you can. Um, but we we took an absolute fucking rinsing on our social media from from Arsenal fans. Yeah. And, you know, so it should be. You
2: know, yeah. We've we put our balls out there. and then yeah. uh, But this is the thing, is, is part of the joy of football is just sticking two fingers up at people and then it backfiring on you and you having to then take like hours slash days slash weeks of shit yeah. from the opposition. That's part of the fun because when it pays off and we go on and win that game 4-1 then it looks amazing. Yeah. So it's the risk versus reward and if you're not prepared to chuck it out there then it's nowhere near as much fun. Right? So both, exactly, 100%. So both both clubs have been charged with failures to control their players. Right. Where we should we- be rewarded for it because it was amazing entertainment and that's what football is about and that's what as fans we want to see, right? We want to see our players and even the opposition players especially in the derby we want it to matter to them like can you imagine if like I don't know switch it round we're in the new lane and I don't know Ramsey scores and is, is shushing our basically our subs bench yeah. and they just do nothing just let it go yeah no that's not what we want how, how, how would you feel do that? you have any issue with what Aubameyang did in terms of no I don't have any issue with any players on any side in any game getting aggressive and defending what's theirs I'm not talking about like violence necessarily yeah, but just kind of like standing up for their team. Like, that's what I think fans want to see. I, Just, I, I think
0: that that game was the best example of why English football is the best yeah. in the world. Because it had everything. You had, you know, you, you got Dier goading their fans. It was a return a return on them going 1-0 up. Then they obviously returned us with going, you know, 3-4-2 up. But it was that horrible kind of... for You know, fans talk about how it's important for players to understand what it means for a fan when going into a game like that. And I don't think Aubameyang or Lacazette were thinking about their paycheck when they scored against Spurs. And Dyer and and Kane definitely weren't, and I I don't think they ever did. No. Um, So, look, look, that's that was as close to fans playing on the pitch as as I've seen
3: for a long time. Yeah,
2: for definitely, I mean, once it kind of settled down because we were going crazy obviously at the live show when Dias' goal goes in and when it kind of settles down and, and then everyone's kind of focused back on the screen and what's going on and we see that it's kind of kicking off I think that kind of gave everyone in the room that like kind of little bit of an extra lift like this game is on this is real this is happening and there's that little bit of electricity that you get from that yeah. if we'd have just scored and then just jogged back to the halfway line I just I don't understand why there's this kind of uh, insistence on trying to sanitise the game of football well this is it we I don't, don't like, like, get it
0: the FA we don't or the Premier League we don't give a fuck yeah. we, the, the, the club like Daniel Levy may, might do and the owners of Arsenal yeah. might do but everybody else we don't give a fuck about your sanctions we don't give a fuck yeah. about bringing the game into disrepute it's our game not yeah, yours exactly Right, and we'll behave how we want to behave yeah. and, and, and so I'm not saying anything illegal or like you say violence yeah. but ultimately when it means that was a game of football that meant more
2: to the people playing and yeah. the fans involved than a ruling body 100% about. did any fans get hurt? no did any players get hurt? no was there any bad language picked up the, on the mics? no what, who's the victim here in this scenario? no yeah. one it's just like for me it's just it's absolutely crazy it's like bureaucracy gone mad it's just it's just pathetic I blame Brexit to be honest what, for, the really? whole, for the whole lot what all of it mate What's, what do you mean? just Brexit's just ruining football what are you you're not a Remainer are you? no
0: Nah, no, no. No, I'm. I'm kind of being. I don't, no, no. Barely. Yeah. That's I kind of. I mean, I.
2: I. What, you voted leave. I did actually. Did you really? Yeah. Really. Yeah, but probably not for the same reasons a lot of other people who voted leave. You hate ethnics That is the main reason. Yeah. You're a, uh No. <laughs> Mine was purely on a uh, kind of uh, sovereignty basis. I mean, you don't have to explain yourself. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the fighting cocks not the best forum. Yeah. For conduit political. for your political views. Right, yeah. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> fucking, well, do what you want. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Mate, yeah, go for with. it. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, uh, did, did, did the Southampton result did it mend any wounds or heal any wounds
2: Um, I don't think you can heal wounds from a North London derby by how, playing someone else how
0: badly did you feel afterwards because I, I felt that I, this was one of the toughest yeah. I've had for a long time probably since the 5-2 the,
2: the results yeah it was, it was low and like I said to you after the game I was glad that I was around you, because I think if I was on my own, I would have been, I think that would have hit me even worse, because I think at least there you can kind of drain your sorrows a little bit, not just with booze, but kind of talking it through and just kind of having a laugh and and kind of moving on that way, but it just felt like we were going into it in good form, they had this unbeaten thing that we could just take away from them, it was just kind of set up for us, and we even started badly, got into it when we were 2-1 up at half time, and it was like, it was all there. But yeah, when I look back at it it was just like but we weren't very good like we were really quite poor in the day and think, they were decent yeah I don't want to go it's too, hard to say but yeah I mean yeah you can't you can't
0: you can't sit here and talk realistically about that game and didn't think that Arsenal deserved to win as much as it pains me to say it it makes yeah. me sick but they were very good and I do think that if we had Dembele yeah. if if Alderweireld and Toby were together that it might have been it might have been different but it is what it is. I mean, going into that game, it's going into that game. It was, um, I wasn't that unhappy that Foyf and Sissoko started. I think if you look at the, the goals, you know, that Foyf stumble like what mm. I mean. I know part of his game is keeping hold of the ball and, and recycling it or playing it out, but that was a massive mistake. And yeah. then you look at Lacazette's finish that come off that our player there's a yeah. luck involved but they i mean they did it they, they deserved it and you just got to take sometimes you just got to take it on the chin yeah and, and, and move on and look that luckily football is never-ending existential exactly uh, experience
2: yeah and um we'll have there'll be many more opportunities I mate mean, for sure and for me that's the biggest thing is like and i kind of after i had a little bit of time to kind of digest what i've just seen It is the kind of bit of a cliche really but it's like we lost the battle but ultimately we will win the war because I kind of think actually if I take my kind of Spurs glasses off and look at them what they've done in terms of this unbeaten run and the way that they're actually performing I still don't think they're that particularly that great but it is a derby and they've got good players. They're very good going forward. They are. You can't deny it. No one can. No. And on the day they were very good. But 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 we we played terribly and cut them open. Yeah. And that's what I mean is I I maintain the fact that we, we were pretty poor in that game. They're on this great run with with good attacking players and whatever. But I just kinda of look at it and think they're still get a ball. And I feel like you can't sustain a run like that for that amount of time with that squad. And I feel like we're doing what we normally do, which is that we well, get into this little run of games. I mean for all the commotion and that there should be there should be commotion
0: over Arsenal beating Spurs and Again it showed that I mean how they celebrated.
2: Mate, so embarrassing.
0: Do you think it's embarrassing?
2: I think it's embarrassing because... I'll tell you why. I I don't think it's embarrassing. Don't you? I think that's the exact way you should celebrate a win over your rivals. Yeah, but I think... I'll tell you why I think it's embarrassing. Because I feel like it's um, not just like a power shift, but I feel like before when we were kind of coming up and they were worried about us... And then it got to a point where now we've overtaken them, we've finished above them, we're more consistent, we're doing bits in the Champions League. We're the the team that people are talking about that are more in line for challenging for the league. Than Arsenal, yeah. Yeah, so when they beat us, it really seemed like a massive thing. Like This is a huge statement. Whereas I kind of feel like if we'd have won it, I sort of was expecting us to win it. So I want them to celebrate, I'm not saying I don't want them to celebrate in the same way as like the goons are entitled to celebrate when they beat us. But I feel like it's a little bit embarrassing because it's massive overkill for one game. I don't agree with that at all. Don't you? No, not at all. I I look back at our position
0: mm. and what we would have done if the roles were reversed and it would have been exactly the same. Yeah. It would have been exactly the same. And I... If anything, it it, it shows them up for what they are. Um, and, and that's for... You know, for... 20 years or 27 years or whatever it was when they were above us finishing above us and they weren't kind of celebrating mm. so the thing is what my issue is Thierry Henry said the exact same thing that Pochettino said that mm. they're celebrating like they've won a league mm. when we equalised in the last minute uh, Jermaine Genus equalised yeah. and we celebrated it and one of the major bugbears and one of the reasons why I started writing about Tottenham I started a blog back in the day called Cox of the West and uh, one of the first articles I wrote is that he doesn't understand what a derby is Yeah. and what Pochettino was saying was about humility after a win that it's, yeah. it's important to be humble after you win a game but I don't know I, look. It, for me it was like that's the way your rivals should like, look at Boca Juniors and River Plate yeah. I'm not saying that's the right way Fran Burricks and Brixton <laughs> and, and tear yeah, gas or whatever it is but that hatred remains and look at Port Val versus Stoke a better example Again, not excusing what Stoke did to Port Vale's toilets, but at the end of the day, it's fucking toilets. I mean, yeah. don't get... Like, lost, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Like, arrest what you want to arrest. like Get these people in jail, whatever yeah. it is. And it wasn't the risk, <laughs> let's be honest. They were pretty ropey to yeah, I mean, yeah. Port Vale toilets are going to be pretty grim, <laughs> aren't they? I mean, yeah. imagine devastation that gets done to them. Yeah, um, but, but rivalry is more important than all the other bollocks around yeah. football. And the fact that Arsenal re- re- reacted in the way that they did about beating us shows two things. One, the fact that they... They feel inferior to us at the moment. But two
2: is that ah, we force them to recognise this rivalry. And I guess that's where I'm at with it, is that I guess we are in that kind of pole position now. So I feel like maybe that's how they felt before, like why they're celebrating is just just a one-off Of course, whenever you're in the the position of, uh, it's like a kind of pedestal, isn't
0: it? Yeah, absolutely. You're sitting on the pedestal, it's fine, it's easy to look down on someone. Yeah. But it's better when you're on that pedestal to understand why people are reacting that yeah. way. And we, if you understand why Arsenal celebrate it in the way they do, then you understand the rivalry between Tottenham and Arsenal. Yeah, now, definitely. Pochettino can't understand that because, in the same way Thierry Henry... Oh, Thierry Henry had more experience of it than Pochettino, but Pochettino looks at it about how we behave as human beings and about the humility you need to show. And he thinks that people—you know—we we need to... Uh, the professional footballers need to behave in a different way. Look, when we beat them at Wembley later on this season, they're getting it. Yeah, I mate for no doubt. They are getting it. Because what they've done is they've upped the ante. Mm. And there isn't going to be a, a situation in the future where we can't beat Arsenal again for 27, 20, 27 years. Yeah. They are getting it, every single one of them. And all the pain that you lot feel, all the pain that you felt at that time, all of the goading that you've received from Arsenal fans, just bank it up. All yeah. you gotta do is bank it up because the minute we get one over on them, yeah. in April, whenever it is, they're getting it back.
2: mate I'm saving all the videos of them. You know the change of room celebrations, like band and all that, sending up. I'm saving them in a little file so they come the end of the season when we finish above them. I'm just gonna keep retweeting them out. Yeah, with no context, just retweeting them. Yeah, just putting them out there. But more than that, get get the Gooners that got you. Yeah. So you know, what I mean, Look, they're all they're all getting it.
0: They're, they're, yeah. they're, this is all all just just like I said, like just bank it all up. And then when they got it, pull your guns out and get them.
2: Yeah, they're getting gunned. They're getting gunned. The gunners are getting
0: gunned. They're getting You're gunned. It here first. Yeah, right, one hundred percent. And uh, despite all this commotion, all of the hoo-ha about beating Tottenham and you know, congratulations, well done, you beat a club that's bigger than you. You should be, you should be, you should be <laughs> applauding that. Yeah. Um. We're above them. Yeah. We're, I mean, what you were no. above us for? How many minutes? London was red
2: for about four days, I think it Less was. Less than that. Less than that.
0: What was it? We it was. What, it was a Saturday Sunday
2: to Wednesday. So. is
0: it not all right, four days, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like a big blur. I know yeah. a big, horrible, it was like a K-hole.
2: Yeah. And like a four-day <laughs> K-hole. I mean, four four days days somebody who's day. taken
0: too much ketamine on a night out.
2: Yeah. Uh, that was flat. For
0: yeah, four days. Yeah, yeah, four days <laughs> of that. Um, you, you know, they, they draw against Man United. Uh,
2: we beat Southampton at home. And suddenly we are as we are. Yeah, it's great. And this is what I mean is when I was looking at things I was thinking oh this is so shit like, we've just got we've just taken a bit of a hide in there everything seemed a bit doom and gloom but you sometimes just have to take a step back and go well actually if you look at the fixtures that they've got left and what we've got left and even in the kind of short space of time well are our fixture's good they're not bad considering we've played like a lot of the top sides but ever, hasn't everyone ever played the top mm. they, they, well obviously now they've played United they've now got to play they've now got to play and they drew where we won yeah, exactly so yeah. they're, they're, they're in a situation where yeah it's Basically, we've had a slightly harder start, if you want to look at it like that. So they've still got them to come. All right. But well, they did draw a Liverpool, did not they, at home? we lost, did. That's so, true. It yeah.
0: so swings uh, around there's that It swings right. around abouts. Um Yeah, they are, they're proper
2: gassed. Yeah. Um, did the Southampton result... Oh, you went to Wembley last night. I did, mate. I wasn't going to go, so I have a season ticket, and obviously we're getting these refund things at the minute, and so I've been kind of selective about games. And originally I wasn't going to go to this game And it got to kind of I don't know Lunchtime And I thought Do you know what It's not it's not so much about The whole like Wembley bullshit Or the shit weather like, I just want to support a team So I just I suddenly got that little taste of it And thought to myself Actually this is As a proper like If, you, if you're a fan And you probably believe in your club It's when they're not doing well Or when they need you That's yeah. when you should try And get yourself off your sofa And go Remember,
0: I watched uh, Spurs play Ipswich uh Lose Three one to Ipswich. Nice. Uh, Ian Marshall scored a brace. Wow! Do you remember Ian Marshall at all? <laughs> right. So Ian Marshall was—he uh, had a mullet. Uh, it was back in the day where Stronger. kits had um, what did they have? The, the uh, string. In, oh yeah. In, okay. like, st- do you know? Do you remember this at all? Yeah, I'm I'm going with you. Yeah, yeah all right. right. So even Man United had. Yeah, with the, 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 that the drawstring. Yellow and green of, kit. Yeah, remember, exactly. Uh, pullings, yeah. So uh, even Ipswich had one of them. And um, okay. Ian nice. Marshall scored a brace, and there was like nineteen thousand people at Wembley. And back in the day, I just loved going to football. Yeah, no, that's not. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> there, there was was it thirty three thousand uh, less than what we'd have had at White Hart Lane, although not for a league game, but for a Europa League game, we had less at White Hart Lane.
2: Yeah, and to be honest, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's like it's a difficult like comparison because if it was a White Hart Lane, it wouldn't have been that low. So it's it's difficult to compare it because um, I think basically there's just this massive fatigue around Wembley oh mate it's unreal you know, I
0: mean look did you, did you read Danny Rose's article I saw a little bit of it on the tube on the way over, yeah, yeah he's, he's basically saying what everyone else is doing yeah. and, and it's I think it's remarkable actually that our form at Wembley this season given the fact that we've had to play there and a massive hats off to all of the players mate, totally. the staff and Pochettino are just getting on with it
2: because no one else is having to contend with this stuff mate it's, it's, if, you re- if you really look at it like since we've had to be at Wembley Actually, some of the results we've had there have been absolutely Incredible. outstanding Like Real Madrid, United, Liverpool, Chelsea. Like yeah, exactly. Uh, even the Inter game the other night it was real pressure on that game. Yeah. We managed to dig out the result that we needed. Like, and if you take that into consideration, you look at our form. Bearing in mind we're essentially playing every single game away from home for like a year and a half. Yeah, it's amazing what what the players have done with that. So I'm not surprised that they're now just like okay, look, we're just we are sick of this because I know as a fan that I am very, very sick of it. Well, Look, it's really... Well, Danny, Danny Rose
0: said, like, playing at Wembley's not even special anymore. Yeah. And, I, I, in a way, like, shame on everybody involved in this situation. Yeah. Like, I, I don't give a fuck about Wembley, really, anymore. Um, about it being the special stadium. That was long, you know... Yeah. semi-final thing that killed that. Yeah, it's fucked from that point. But, you know, it, it, it is what it is. But, but Danny Rose... I, I actually found it refreshing. And I mm. love, actually, despite... The fact that Danny Rose has a pretty bad history with mm. the press, and I'm surprised the club are even letting him so- talk to him anymore. But um, he he just he, he does uh, he, he's very honest, mm. he's very open. And there was I read the transcription. was written by Dan Kilpatrick in the um, Evening Standard, and you see him pause. You read reading, and he paused, and he said, "I'm just not proud to play at Wembley anymore." Wow. And that says something about what's gone on in that game, and it says something about how we've been allowed to play there yeah. really and you know it was the best option for us as as fans but for the game the lovers of the game you don't want a club side playing at Wembley and what we're going to have now is that Spurs are going to move out we're going to move into our lovely
2: new stadium and Chelsea are going to spend four years there so
0: it's it's a mad thing
2: yeah it's almost kind of rent a ground isn't it for teams that are going through a transition of their stadium which yeah anyone in London yeah. I think that would be the last one now but yeah but it's just like you say it's, it's quite sad to see because you kind of feel like Wembley like internationally it's seen as like the home of football and the kind of pinnacle to play at Wembley like a lot of countries do view it in that way yeah and it's like to kind of just I I genuinely resent it now like I think of Wembley I just it's negative feelings even with all the special nights there I I drive out I drive out to meet my miss uh,
0: see see my missus where she lives in in the west country and drive past Wembley from where I live and I look at it and go fucking just blow up yeah just die just blow up yeah and I just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> gone just yeah forever like Independence Day just a like yeah. car hovering over yeah, it yeah gets fucked up by some aliens yeah shit off <laughs> um,
2: how did you what, what did you think of the game though generally so get, like, last night uh, yeah
0: it was like for 60 minutes controlled it no problem really yeah I oh, saw they hit the bar in the first half
2: I saw Windy put a tweet out just basically saying it was like encapsulated our season which is that we like were in control for a lot of period of time, but we're giving away kind of chances, and decent teams were punished. How much?
0: How much of it is that we're three nil up? You can ride the game out. We don't have to exert pressure because we have so many games ahead. Do you think that there's any part of it thinking, all
2: right, we've done, we've won. Let's not, let's yeah. not exert ourselves too much. Well, the thing is, there were chances before it was three nil for Southampton. Yeah, and so I, for me, it was a case of. I mean, we were never not in control of the game. Basically, the whole entire game, it was very much in control. Do you think, towards the end, I thought they were all over him? Yeah, but that that's when I start thinking right. was kicking in of, like, well, we're 3-0 up, so I'm not chasing that guy because my legs are a bit tired. I'm not going to do... Is that,
0: is that not a good, like, game management? Yeah, mate, totally. Because we've got Leicester and then Barcelona next. Yeah. We've already was, won the game there.
2: It was completely uh, just a case of, we're 3-0 up, the game's done. Just let them play. Just just do what we have to do to get through this it was just a very professional job or were we being completely outplayed by Southampton (laughs) no (laughs) basically no No. they look they're it was so easy for us to go through their defence was horrible so bad I mean the first goal uh, Kane's movement was lovely and what I would say is... He didn't do a great deal either, though, did true. he? True. But then what I would yeah, say is... The from Ericsson was lovely thought. Well. It's so much easier to be destructive than it is to be creative, right? So I'm always loath to be like, oh, it was just terrible defending, that's why he scored. Well, he didn't just stand still and hit him in the face. No. He made move, create the situation. Exactly. So that like, little bit well, of play... Well, I actually explain Lucas Moura's goal, because that, that was, that was garbage. <laughs> yeah. That was basically Sunday league um, yeah. with really big budgets. Um, yeah, I just... I thought basically the whole game we knew if we put we were basically in third gear for the whole game and if we had to step it up we could have and it was just a case of don't but get injured people, want people you, weren't you flying want to. To tackles. No tackles and, exactly. and, and,
0: and that's the part of the problem is the kind of inertia around Tottenham at the moment and there is a massive inertia around Tottenham yeah. fans are kind of fed up of what we've got as a club currently and you know we don't want to go to Wembley but we want the new stadium and being third in the league is not good enough yeah. or it doesn't create the excitement than it once did I think it will when we get in a new stadium, we can start to build yeah. and the club starts to spend, crucially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it did feel like we'd managed to win a Premier League game, which is bizarre, without trying.
2: Yeah, it, it was a bit weird. I, I mean, they are they are shit, Southampton. They are actually shit. Yeah. They, They've they, got a decent front line, yeah, he, a semi-decent front yeah, line. It'll even, keep them up. Yeah, it should do. I mean, if this manager can get them to do something, they'll... That manager... Yeah. That he, he's had a quality he used the RB uh, Leipzig's Leipzig. um
0: manager in the first two seasons. Had I only Bayern Munich had a better record than him in the Bundesliga.
2: So we are saying Southampton next season will finish second. Is
0: I'm saying that this manager when Pochettino <laughs> gets sacked in three months You want a bit of him. Get him in. Just let's destroy Southampton again.
2: Yeah. Just do it to
0: him. One of my favourite things is watching <laughs> Southampton fucking shit their pants. Yeah. it's and good. get pulled all over the place. Um apparently like less some, someone tweeted us Leicester we've got Leicester next week and uh, on Saturday, Rob, Leicester fans loathe Tottenham. Yeah, but mate, they fucking
2: hate us. I was going to say to you about this. What? Where does this hatred of Spurs come from? I don't get. I don't get it, mate. It's, it, obviously, it was that season where um, they we won chasing, the title, but we weren't that out of order. We weren't like. But I just don't get it. Yeah, it's really weird. I feel like they've created this weird rivalry in their heads with us that we just like. We've got enough rivalries in London. We don't need another one. Thanks.
0: Everyone fucking literally.
2: Well, us. Liverpool as well. So if you if you put all the London clubs plus Liverpool plus Liverpool and now Leicester. Leicester Fuck
0: yeah. off! Yeah, just get fuck, over it. Fuck off! I can't think of anything that it compares to It's just like we are, from my perspective, we're pretty inoffensive. I, look, I understand why Arsenal and uh, Chelsea hate us Yeah, for and various West Ham reasons. For reason, they even West Ham. We don't get like our, our players don't behave like they did against. Like, True. Dyer wouldn't have done against West Ham that he did against Chelsea. True. Because I guess he doesn't see them as much of a threat in that way. So, so. Where, where are you at with Dyer in that? Because what, what did you think about his celebration? Because I. Don't think he's the long-term answer to our defensive yeah. midfield, but I do
2: appreciate how much he understands what's going yeah. on around him. Mate, I am a massive Dyer fan, and not necessarily just like because of the way he plays, but I, I agree with you. You need in a club and in a side a player who does get it, and who, when needs to, puts his body on the line and smashes people, and is prepared to do it. And also, you need someone who's basically got bollocks to, to score a goal and then just give it absolute beans like you need that and, and I'm, I get really um, kind of frustrated when people are oh we can just upgrade Dyer and we'll be this we'll be better or we just need to replace Dyer and this like he's done nothing for the club now I'm not saying that you know as fans that we necessarily owe things to players but we always demand loyalty from them yeah. right? so we're always like oh he owes us he should do this Yeah. Well, we should give him a little bit of leeway and give him a little bit of respect like the, guy, the guy's been a linchpin in this like the last three to four seasons when we've been the best side we've been certainly since I've been following the club so why would just like oh let's bin him off and bring some like yeah. some random look, guy in? Like, well, I,
0: I, I'm not against upgrading
2: someone. No, totally. I, I'm not
0: against up- look like, like if you can find someone that's better than Dyer, then do it. But yeah. don't dig Dyer out, mate, totally. Because we understand these limitations. We know we we know what kind of player he is. Yeah. If he's giving all all for
2: his club and he's being yeah. picked by his his manager, then you you back him to the hill yeah. forever, mate, 100. percent When we were going through this like shits kind of stage when we had like the Sherwood and like the fallout from the, the VS Boas whole thing. And I was a little bit kind of disillusioned with where the club was going. And then when Poch came in, he brought in the likes of Mason and the likes of Kane. Yeah. And these like players that he was like kind of developing from the kind of youth setup. I kind of felt like, do you know what? All I want from a Spurs team is I want players who give a shit. Yeah. That's all I want. If we end up finishing mid table or with you know, we're not really kind of ripping up trees, but the players give a shit. Yeah. I can live with that, you know? And it's just a case of, like, for me, there's a lot of... Now we've gone past that point where, let's be honest, we had a, a bit of a kind of a soulless period and it kind of felt a little bit disjointed. We had players like Mason and these other players who actually came in and cared and they were passionate about it. Now we've got good and we really are seriously decent started. Now suddenly people are kind of jettisoned that. I want a mixture. Like, if you're going to upgrade him, fine. Don't get rid of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Keep him in the squad. Like, I, I need I need players like that because that, they're the players that I kind of identify with you know we've got a we've got a question from at
0: cannot cope Um, appreciate that (laughs) Um, is it better to have a rival that challenges you and even sometimes beats you or would it be better if your rival was some shit team you crushed every year without fail
2: well what do you think mate I know the answer my answer to this Uh,
0: I think from my perspective if it was Arsenal and they were shit and we crushed them that I would take Every single crushing that we did, mm. with equal amounts of joy. Mm. But so much of that experience is about the feelings of those around you. And I know the way football works. And I think that if we were beating them on a regular basis, that it would dissipate and wouldn't mean yeah. as much. Makes so sense. it's important for Batman to have Joker. Yeah. God to have the devil. Yeah. And very much Spurs are Batman and God in that yeah. situation. Me so, and diets like that sort of. You and diets. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Who me, wins me and healthy you food you win well I always win because yeah. I'll just consume everything as and like, then how do you feel when you consume it? when you've eaten that, other, that second pizza yeah how do you, you feel good like a god mate oh you feel like a god yeah alright so yeah. so when if the diet comes back yeah and, and, and you don't eat that pizza how do you feel then uh, it's a
2: tough one isn't it do you feel like normal like
0: just yeah indifferent of, yeah indifferent so ultimately you're you're in the same boat as me Is that if you, you can smash it to pieces then yeah. that's fine
2: yeah <laughs> but yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, essentially, yeah. I mean, i lost in my own metaphor there. Um, essentially for me, though, it's a case of you want that jeopardy. Like, football essentially is entertainment. You need it. You need, you need it. it, mate. It is essentially like entertainment. I know we all get carried away with it, and we do take it personal, and we should do. And it becomes like part of our life, definitely. But ultimately, it's like a thing that we can escape our regular life from. It's escapism. Yeah. If it's like just a nothingness, and we, we know that we're going to win... Where's the fun? Like, I like thinking that, oh, we might lose this. Like, how much more exciting is it? Barcelona, for example. We have to beat Inter Milan's result. And we have to essentially go to Barcelona. And probably, in all honesty, we have to win there. There has to be a scenario. That is so much more exciting than going, oh, we've got Southampton on Wednesday night. Yeah. I knew we were going to win that game. I had no... You're right. It's the storylines around it. It's the storylines. Without
0: without the pain, without them beating us, there is no glory at the end of the path. You, that, that's it. Look, you think about the great. The great. We've talked about it on the fighting Got so many times. The best night in, in 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 Tottenham's history in the last twenty years is that five one win mm. against Arsenal at Le- uh, in the League Cup, yeah. or the Cabal header that made us win three two. Both of those games, we were underdogs. Yeah. When you were the
2: underdog, like Arsenal were the underdogs going into that, really. Yeah. And look how much it meant to them. It's the same thing for us. Yeah. Imagine any movie, like say Wolf of Wall Street. And at the beginning, he starts off and he's like, got this shit job, and then like he builds up and makes all the money. Imagine the movie just started with him being a millionaire, and then it ended. You just like, what is the that point is of this shit, shit? Yeah, or is you, so, need, it, you need. And this is where Man City fans are at. It's yeah, a, totally. Is that they've got it all? But it must be so boring. I know it sounds a mental thing to say.
0: Like what? What else have they got? They've done. They've won the league. Yeah. What have they got? The Champions League. After they've done that, what is left
2: for the Man City fans? Also, no one's no one's expecting them to do anything other than win it. So it's not even as if like. You know, like I remember when Wigan won the FA Cup and went down. Yeah, and all the pundits went, "Oh, would you take going down to win a trophy?" They, I'm sure, if you ask them, they would all take that it. forever. And, and Leicester, Leicester, it, forever. of course, of course, they would. Because what's the point if you're not if you're
0: not doing that? If you're not taking those moments of glory, if you're just wanting the sustained, like, what what do Arsenal fans actually want? What yeah. do they want? Like, they they want Invenger out, fire. What do they want from Emery? They want to yeah. win the league, and then what? When they want to win the Champions League. Never going to happen. Yeah. Or it might happen in some sort of fluke. I think, I think all of football is going through a process of, of, of dealing with the existential cycle of being a football fan. Yeah. And I think what's been lost in football is an acceptance that your club is your club. And you don't need anything other than the fact that you belong to it. Mate. 100% And that's what's being lost
2: Like 100%
0: and, and, and I think you find that In lower league clubs And you find it in the championship You even find it in the lower um, Table in the Premier League But for the top six I think including top, the Tottenham included We run a very real risk Of being doomed As a fan base Yeah I think there's a massive inertia Around Tottenham right, at the moment right. And I think it's a, the same For all other clubs Yeah And the only way you cure it Is being, by being bad Mm. Or by fucking being incredible, yeah. And I think what we've got is a manager in Pochettino who can tap into, like, getting us to believe in the club again. Yeah. Let's hope that when we go back to Tottenham, it feels like the White Hart Lane where you yeah. you you come you come to White Hart Lane and you're getting it.
2: Yeah. And if you beat us, then so be it. But next time we're going to have you. Yeah. Man, I, I kind of believe essentially football is a little bit like pro wrestling in the sense of (laughs) in the sense of like the storyline element of it like if you look at like football for the last 10-15 years and the way teams have won the title like Leicester winning it out of nowhere the way City win it on the last day in a mental game and Aguero scores that goal it was Balotelli's only assist or when a player goes back to another club he always scores against that club or a player goes on his debut and always scores in his debut and all these like amazing things that happen in football that that basically commentators always go, oh, you couldn't write it. Well, you could. And I kind of feel like Spurs are on this journey where everyone, like the media absolutely hate us. Anytime there's like uh, the title race, there's never Pochettino in the mix. It's always like Mourinho and Klopp and Guardiola. It's never Poch. I saw some article they were talking about it's a three-horse race um, unless Spurs beat Chelsea and then it's a two-horse race. Yeah. Not that it's a three-horse race with us instead of Chelsea uh, and all this sort of stuff. So I kind of feel like... At some point, we've got the best striker probably in the world. What well, ESPN he, said he is the best. They did the, the top 100, and he's the best striker. And in I'll work. take I'll take ESPN over my just general opinion. Yeah. Um. We've got the best striker in the world, who's loves our club. is from the area, and he's he's essentially the leader of our team. Right. We've got this amazing group of players. We've got this amazing manager. We're about to go into a new stadium. We've put up with decades of utter shit and mediocrity and Raziax, and Doherty's, and, and load of shit. Yeah. And I feel like we will win a title. We will. It'll happen. Really? Mate, it'll happen. Because I just sort of look at it, and I think, if you look at the, the league titles... Well, the we're, last... we're not
0: going to win a title like when Man City here exists. Yeah, we will.
2: Because okay. that one season, they'll oh, get bored. You mean in, in our future? In the next... Like Pep Guardiola will... I'll say this now. In the next six years, we'll win a title. <laughs> oh, next God. six seasons. That would, because be lo- if you, that would be lovely if you look at the, like, I really really like that yeah well look put it this way right there's a lot of stats out there and I, I'm not a big believer in stats I'm sort of more trying to kind of vision what I see right but if you look at the kind of teams that have won the league and points totals that we've had in the last three years we would have won mm-hmm. like six out of the last like I think it's like fifteen. There's always titles.
0: some fucking right. But eventually, that,
2: if you keep, if you consistently stay at that level, which you'll is get what it. we're doing, you'll get it. Those other teams are going to drop off, or get unlucky, or get an injury, or a player leaves, or a manager goes. So you just
0: need to be that club. Just, just
2: stay, stick in the just mix stay. long enough.
0: That's all it just is. Just
2: stay. So yeah,
0: and and, and you think like wouldn't eleven out of fifteen Premier League games is fucking impressive. Yeah. I get we've lost those four games. Yeah, what have we got? Liverpool, Man City, uh, Arsenal, and Watford away. Yeah, and they're tough to take and I think the top six are going to be taking points off each other yeah
2: the Watford one I think is the most frustrating because the, one, the others you can kind of you know, realise that that will happen at some point
0: yeah well you've got Liverpool and Man City clearly I mean you talk about how good Man City are and Liverpool are two points behind them yeah. so you know, that, that's how good they are but look we, if you go away in the, against the top six and that's going to Man United who are eighth currently and get a result you're done well yeah, um, you get a point away from home. You've done well. Yeah. So we'll see. Let's just keep. If we
2: win again against Leicester, that's fucking insane return. That would that, be twelve from fifteen. It's amazing. The, the thing that we've got to be kind of really careful of, and this is what Poch does, I think, really well this time of year, is just manage the, the kind of the squad basically rotate really well because we've obviously got Barcelona. What was it on Tuesday? Twelve from so, sixteen. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. Just sorry. That's fine. Yeah. You did the maths there, didn't you? I did. You see my head? You yeah, see me sort ticking getting, over. Yeah, <laughs> glazing over. It's <That's laughs> more accurate. Um, um, but yeah, essentially, like we go into that game, I think he's going to. There wasn't a lot that got taken out of the players last night, so that is a positive. Rose was back. I mean, he was a bit rusty, but it's fine. Trippier was back. Tonga
0: might even. Well, Trippier's
2: gone off injured, didn't he? But t- Aurier yeah. would be back against yeah, uh, which Leicester. Is, which is fine. Is then, it? Um like, Where are you at with Aurier? Yeah, I mean. I didn't think he bathed himself in a lot of glory against Arsenal, but then nobody really did. But before that... this position is so
0: crazy sometimes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Watching Trippier last night, it did make me think, I do probably prefer Trippier. I just think you know what you get with him. He's yeah. a lot better, he's a lot better. I feel much more comfortable with him. I, d- I really do. I, I get the arguments why... What about Carl, Carl Walker-Peters? He's never let us down. He's never let us down, has he? Mate, i He doesn't let us down! Mate, I'm all about the Carl Walker-Peters experiment. I don't understand why he's literally had zero minutes when players have been kind of out of form and also he plays I know he's right footed but he has played left back for the majority of his England career if I'm not mistaken he did oh, in the teams. Teams, yeah. I, I, uh, I think um, I mean Windy
0: talks about him as if um, you know he's, he's, his ability to carry the ball forward is, yeah. is good and he's defensively excellent as well so th- there's a reason why he's not playing yeah. and, and I think there's stuff that we don't know Yeah, um, Oliver Skip made his debut yeah and Pochettino said that, you know, we've been trying to get him into the Premier League team, but things yeah. have happened that have made it so that we it wasn't able to. But if he continues with his attitude, we understand the quality he has, yeah. he'll get his opportunity. Yeah. And I think that that, if he's saying that about Oliver Skip, why isn't he saying that about Josh Onoma? Yeah, And that's the difference, is that Pochettino works with Skip, works with Onoma, unless he's a racist. He mm. mm. works with Skip and yeah. he works with Onoma, right? There's, there's a, tree, a a differential behavioural pattern between mm. the two, so either Skip has much more quality than onoma You talking about ma- onoma now instead of Walker Piers. I'm talking about onoma because they play in central midfield okay, yeah, and, sure. and they they should like Skip played in centre, in, in the position that onoma would, would have, would have, would have liked that. to. Yeah. So what is what is the difference? So even like I'm saying like that even mm. Pochettino prefers white players, <laughs> which I don't think is so true. <laughs> yeah, or or Skip has. Something that Onema doesn't have. Yeah. And and what I'm saying is, that well, like, I'm not digging out Wendy at all, because Wendy knows much more about this than, than I do, and I'm just li- literally creating opinions as I speak, but there's a reason why Skip's getting opportunities now, and yeah, for sure. I don't know what it is, but often it's about attitude.
2: Yeah, it seems like that as well, bearing in mind that like Edwards has obviously pretty much just been bombed off, and we hear a lot about his attitude. So. But he's doing
0: well, I, yeah, that's, and this is the thing, it's such a difficult thing to talk about,
2: because when you mention attitude with Edwards
0: it's like it's like well what are you saying Mm. like what are you talking about in terms of his his um, the reason why he's not getting through to the first team is because he's has some sort of attitude
2: problem, mm. and then with that, is it becomes a loaded statement. Yeah. We don't actually know either way. And this is the difficult thing, I and mean, it's not about their ability or their perceived ability, and it is just about like an intangible stuff that you'd only know if you knew them and train with them every day. I guess we have to kind of trust Poch's judgment in that sense because yeah. we like we know that those three players you mentioned and Onoma as well are all decent footballers, and Winx has come through as well. Yeah, so we know we know that like they're decent footballers, but it's this. Intangible stuff that we don't know about—that's rumored to be the thing. It might not even be that. We just don't know. So it's difficult to really comment and say, "Well, it's because of his attitude." Like it might not be. But no, we don't know that. We don't yeah, know that. It's just frustrating with Edwards because whenever it's I've seen exciting. him, he's so exciting. So exciting yeah. yeah, he's amazing. All
0: right, John Bass, thank you
2: very much, mate. Pleasure. Um,
0: Fighting cock is sponsored by Fans Bit and um, uh, obviously they're, they're putting on the Paul Robinson show. So come down. With, loads are coming down. Uh, kind of. Be prepared to listen to Paul Robinson and say amazing stuff about uh, these time
2: at, at Spurs and uh, talking about his hatred of Arsenal, hopefully. Which is great. Should we get do you come down? Mate, I'm there. Amazing. I'll probably just be the one that's just telling everyone to shut up. Yeah. So I'm just going to wear you a T-shirt saying, please keep it down, Robbo's. Or just yeah. security. 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 That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, other than
0: that, the fine uh, cock is sponsored by fans Fansbet and that means that you can get a an account with them that gives you... Uh, An opportunity to better football, but also feel good about yourself because it gives back to to fans. I think that's it. Uh, I I think we've done quite well talking about that result. Yeah, Uh, I've
2: got through it. Yeah, it's it's difficult always. but God bless you, John, for coming down. Thanks, mate. You know, I'm always happy. All right, we'll see you soon. Peace. Peace.